Hey, welcome everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, welcome to River Glen. My name is Ben, one of the pastors here. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. River Glen is uh, one church in many locations. So welcome here in Waukesha, Pewaukee, online, whatever your location. Delighted to have you with us. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you came as a favor uh, to somebody else. We're just, we're just thrilled to have you with us and hope that you've enjoyed the service uh, so far. Well, uh, Christmas can be stressful. It's kind of stressful at our house uh, right now, this, this year for Christmas, because we've got a guest staying with us, a cat. Yeah. Uh, some of you know, uh, some of you cat lovers know I like to tease you about your cats. Some of you send me pictures of cats like this one right here. Jesus surrounded by cats, but I, this is not real. Okay, I knew it. You know, I know it's not real. If Jesus were surrounded by cats, he'd have scratches all over his body, right? So it's not real. We do have a cat staying with us. Our future daughter-in-law has a cat and she's traveling. My wife volunteered uh, to take care of the cat. Here's a picture, his name's Ozzy. He steals ornaments off the tree. So pray for our family, protection from scratches and stealing and, and all that. Uh, Christmas can be uh, stressful. Hope you, have, hope you have your shopping done. And if you don't, that can get stressful. If you got to make one of those late night emergency Christmas shopping runs to uh, Walmart because you're past the point of getting rescued by uh, Amazon. I've, I've been there. Some of you have heard me share this uh, before about a 90-year-old woman named Marie. Marie decided it's just too much work to go shopping for Christmas for her kids and her grandkids. So she decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just write them a card. I'll put a check in there and I'll say, buy your own gift. And she did that. She had a wonderful Christmas, a stress-free Christmas. And then after Christmas, she's cleaning out a drawer in her desk and underneath some envelopes, she finds the checks, the checks that she forgot to put in the card. And so she sent them a card that just said, buy your own gift. No money included. <laughs> buy your own gift. So... Be real careful if you're putting a check, giving a check or a gift card. Make sure you get that in there. Shopping gets uh, stressful. I'll tell you, for me, it always seems like there's just many, so many things increase year after year for Christmas. More shopping, more charges on the uh, credit card, more decorations, more food, more meetings, more cats. I mean, just more everything. But I realized, if I'm transparent, if I'm honest, that something that has probably not increased for me year after year is the wow factor of Christmas. I wonder how much of a wow factor do you have for Christmas this year? Are, are you feeling excited? Are you, are, you, are you filled with joy and awe and wonder? We uh, tried something new this year for Christmas, and it started out really bad, but it ended up good. We took our little granddaughter. She's four years old. We took her to Candy Cane Lane in, in West Dallas. How many of you have ever been to Candy Cane Lane? Yeah, quite a few. We, uh, we thought she'd enjoy it. We just didn't know how long she would last, but we got there. She was not impressed at all. She misunderstood. Uh, she thought there would be candy at Candy Cane Lane. Yeah, you know, makes sense or snacks, but no candy, just lights, decorations. But as we drove her around, uh, she started to get into it. She saw characters from her favorite movie, Frozen, and characters from the Bible Christmas story. And I heard her repeat one word over and over from the back seat. Wow, wow, 
Wow. And it made me realize how children just have a huge wow factor for uh, Christmas. Now, I still love Christmas, but I realized in some ways I've kind of lost my wow. And maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe you have too. Maybe you've had a really busy Christmas season and you really haven't had much time to stop and think and reflect. Maybe you're going through Christmas and Christmas is not really going through you and you've lost you're, wow, maybe you're under some financial stress. Maybe you lost a loved one and this is the first Christmas without them. Maybe you're going through some mental health issues or physical issues or loneliness. Maybe this last year just didn't meet expectations and you've lost your wow this Christmas. Or maybe you never really had a wow towards Christmas. Maybe you've never really heard the Christmas story or um, under understood it. And and you wonder what's the big deal. So today I wanna to share with you the amazing, in many ways shocking joy and wonder that Christmas brings into our lives. But first I want you to, I want you to see a video of a woman experiencing a huge wow moment. Uh, maybe some of you have seen it. It's got almost 35 million views on YouTube. She was born deaf and at the age of 29, she experienced hearing for the first time. Take a minute and look at the screens. <laughs> it's like so close. There you go. We're not right over it. Yeah. There you go. It's beeping. So now technically your device is on. <laughs> Can you tell? Here, you can put it down for a second. Just get used to the sound. <laughs> what does it sound like? Do you want to press the tissue? <laughs> oh, you're messed up, guy. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear your voice? Does your voice sound pretty loud? Um, no, not really. Well, that's good. <laughs> My laughter sounds loud. Yeah, you'll get used to all of that over time. <laughs> Do you want to hear your husband say something? Talk about a wow moment. That's an amazing uh, moment, uh, isn't it? And, and it just reminds me of how I take so many things for granted. I take my hearing for granted. But if we stop and think and, and reflect on what God has done for each one of us, it can just capture us with a sense of awe and joy and wonder and uh, wow, I wonder what if you could hear, what would happen if you could hear the Christmas story for the first time? I love what the angel said to the shepherds that first Christmas to announce the birth of Jesus. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that'll cause great joy for all the, all the people. Uh, talk about a wow. The message of Jesus is good news that brings great joy for everyone. And so if you think about it, the message of Christmas, the message of, 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 of Jesus is not just stop sinning, straighten up. It's gotta be better than that. 
that, that, that doesn't bring, that's not, that's not uh, good news. That's not even new news. Every religion teaches that. It's got to be better than that to bring great joy to all people. And so I want to share with you one verse of scripture that summarizes the wow factor of Christmas, the shocking message of Christmas. It's the most famous verse in the Bible. Uh, many of you have probably heard it uh, before, but I want to challenge you to open your heart and to hear it like you're hearing it for the first time. Would you read this out loud with me? John 3, 16, on the count of three. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's the most popular verse in the Bible. But maybe this is not how you picture God, many people picture God as distant or angry or disappointed. But if you picture God that way, if I picture God that way, that's not good news that brings great joy. There's no wow factor in, in, in that. But I want you to notice the first word of this verse. This is a wow for me where it says for. God is for you. God is not against you. God is not mad at you. You don't have to run from God. God is for you. God is on your side. God loves you. And God showed his love by giving his one and only son to the world that first uh, Christmas. Now, now think about this for a moment. Christmas is all about the creator of all things, the maker of all life, the great and the majestic, holy God himself coming down to be near us. And if you really think about it, it almost doesn't make sense. I mean, why would someone so big and powerful and pure choose to become one of us, small, weak, and frail? Why would God do something so shocking? I heard a, a story that took place in the middle of the COVID uh, lockdown. It's uh, ironically about a woman named Mary. Mary's husband, Steve, they diagnosed him with Alzheimer's seven years earlier. And Steve lives, lived in a senior care uh, facility. And every day uh, she would go and, and visit her husband. Mary would go visit her husband, Steve. And every night she would go and help her husband, Steve, get ready for bed. But then the, came the pandemic and they uh, put the COVID lockdown in place. The senior care facility restricted all visitors, including family members like Mary. Maybe some of you remember seeing pictures of people standing on the outside, you know, peeking through the windows to see a loved one all alone. Well, that was Mary. And as the lockdown continued, Mary grew more and more concerned about the isolation and the loneliness that her husband experienced. And days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months. But when Mary's desperation to see her husband reached its peak, she found out about a job opportunity at the senior living facility for a dishwasher. Now, I don't think anybody dreams of retiring and working eight hours a day washing dishes. But for Mary, this job opportunity was an answer to prayer, not because she needed the money, but because washing dishes was a small price for her to pay to be able to enter that facility and hold her husband Steve's hand every day. And that's exactly what Mary did. And that's exactly what God did for us. God came down to be with us because of his love for us. God felt so compelled, so desperate to be with you, so motivated 
by his love for us that he took the job of coming down into this uh, messy world on that first Christmas. Author Ann Voskamp explains it this way, God throws open the door of this world and enters as a baby as the most vulnerable imaginable because he wants unimaginable intimacy with you. Look at this. What religion ever had a God that wanted such intimacy with us that he came with such vulnerability to us? What God ever came so tender that we could touch him, so fragile that we, that we could break him, so vulnerable that his bare beating heart could be hurt? Only the one who loves you to death. Now, if that doesn't make you go, wow, okay? If that's not amazing enough, if that's not shocking enough, let me ask you another question. If you had some big news, say you had some really big news that, that you wanted to, to share with everyone, you know? You want to get that big news out there in the world to everyone. How, how would you do that? Who would you tell? Where would you go? Yeah. Maybe you go to Twitter. Maybe some of you are on Twitter or X and you tweet about it and you try to get Justin Bieber to retweet your, your, uh, your, 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 your tweet to his 112 million followers to get the message out there. Or maybe you'd say, well, no, not Twitter, I'd rather use Instagram. If you're on Instagram, maybe you recognize the, the name Cristiano Ronaldo, one of, the most, one of the greatest soccer players in the world. He's got over 589 million followers. And you know he could help you get the, the message, the big news out to the world. Or maybe you're like, no, let's do something more relevant. Let's use TikTok. And so you try to recruit Charlie D'Amelio, the 18-year-old influencer with 151 million followers. And, you know, that's how you're going to get the news, the big news out there. But of course, that's not what God did at all with the big news that he had to share. God did the opposite. God had the biggest news of all time to share with the world, but he didn't seek out kings or queens or influencers or famous celebrities. No, God went to the fields outside of Bethlehem, a small country uh, village, probably not even big enough to make it on a map of Israel. And God tells a handful of shepherds. Talk about a shocking moment. Shepherds had a terrible re reputation. Religious leaders wouldn't even allow them to come into the temple to worship God because they lived with animals and they smelled like animals and they considered them unclean outsiders. But that's why God invited them to come to Jesus first. Jesus starts out with shepherds on the bottom rung of the social ladder because Jesus came to grow up and understand and take notes on everything about what life is like for us. You know that if you've ever wept over someone that you lost in life, did you know that Jesus wept over someone that, that he lost? Read John 11. He relates and understands uh, you. Maybe you walked in today feeling tired and weary. Jesus felt, at times felt weary. At times, Jesus felt lonely. He understands and sympathizes. Maybe you walked in today feeling some anxiety. Jesus relates. Read Luke chapter 22. As Jesus thinks about the cross, as he thinks about you and I and what he, what he needs to do to die on the cross to save us, it says he begins to sweat drops of, of blood. He understands 
and sympathizes. If you walked in and you've been abused, did you know that Jesus was abused himself? He understands you. That's why Jesus came as a baby that first Christmas and grew up to understand and sympathize with us because he loves us and he wants to, wants to help us through the challenges and the difficulties of our lives. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. But the good news that brings great joy, it gets even better in John three sixteen. Notice this, this word, whoever. This means Jesus came for everybody. This is why we light up the word everyone in our lobbies. It means the, uh, people, he came for people who, who've done really bad things because the word whoever, it means whoever. It means anything you've done in the past or will do in the future. If you think you've stepped outside of whoever, you haven't because whoever means whoever. If you think, oh, I'm just too much of an outsider. No, you're not because whoever means whoever. Tim Keller says you are fully known and fully loved by God. Isn't that amazing? And look at the amazing gift God offers you. You, you shall not perish, but have eternal life. Talk about a wow factor. Eternal life just goes on and on and on, but you don't have to wait until you die to experience it. Eternal life is new life through Jesus that begins right now and it continues forever. I brought along a, a little box. I keep this in my closet at home. I'm kind of embarrassed to share this, but I have several unused gift cards in this box. Uh, some of my family members uh, like to give me uh, gift cards for my birthday or for Christmas, but I've got a bad habit of forgetting about them or uh, losing them. And so I keep them in a box to, to help me remember uh, that I've got these unused uh, gift cards. And, and uh, apparently I'm not the only one. Did you know this? That 50% of Americans have unused gift cards or store credit. We've got these gifts waiting for us that we have yet to receive. People have given us gifts and we've yet to receive them. And the same is true with Jesus. We've got to receive this gift that Jesus gives. By, by the way, I've got several of these gift cards. Anybody want one of these? Um, <laughs> Uh, gift card. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. But you know what? Jesus, that's what Jesus does. He gives, he gives his gift to anyone who will receive it, which leads to, for me, the biggest wow in this verse about how to receive this gift. It's amazing because he doesn't give us a bunch of rules to follow. He doesn't give us a bunch of hoops to, to jump through. It's not complicated. It's one word. It's this word right here believe. Whoever believes receives the gift of eternal life, the gift of new life. Now, it's a simple word. You know, it's not complicated. It's one word, but it is a strong word. It's not just intellectual belief. It's, it's not just believing in historical facts about Jesus. It's, it's, it's more than that. It really means trust. It means that you put all your weight on Jesus, like I'm putting my weight, all my weight on this chair um, right now. And so instead of, you know, trying to save myself, I put my trust in Jesus to save me. 
I heard a story about this recently that just uh, fascinated me. A guy shared a story about how he nearly drowned when he was a, a kid. He was 11 years old, went with a buddy to a lake, and they swam across the lake. They raced, they had a race across the lake. About halfway across, he starts losing steam. He starts to sink, and he's drowning. But a lifeguard comes up behind him and puts his arms under his armpits. And you know what, you know what he did? He, try, he tried to swim harder and he resisted the help. Did you know that many uh, people, you know, when they're drowning, will resist help and try to save themselves? But he remembers the words of the lifeguard. Here's what the lifeguard said to him. Stay still, stay still. Let me swim you in. And, and that's what he did. If we believe, that's what John 3.16 says, if we believe in him, you put your weight on him, Jesus will save you. And that's the wow factor. That's why we can have peace and joy this Christmas um, because Jesus does all the, the, the saving. That's what his name means. You know that Jesus, that's not a title. That's his personal name. You know what the name Jesus means? It means the Lord saves and he will live up to his name every single time. I want you to hear from a family in our church about receiving Jesus and the difference that it makes. Take a look. Pre-Jesus, I knew he was there. I knew there was a heaven, I knew there was a hell. And we always went to church on the big holidays like Christmas and Easter, and that was about it. We met in 2011, and then in 2013, we got engaged. And from there, we kind of wanted to build our new relationship, our foundation on a faith-based. With God, it's when we, we met Brandon. Um, Brandon moved in to the bottom of our duplex. He eventually invited us out to River Glen. I think one day he was just like, hey, have you guys heard of River Glen? And when Brandon invited us out here, you know, we've been here ever since. The sermon, the band was all very uplifting. It was just exciting. You almost felt like you belonged here. Brandon Stevenson and his wife, they had put in the one church in Pittsburgh. They had planted the church there and we're still talk to them to this day. And it's a great feeling to have a friend like that to bring us here. It was right after we got married, we came to Alpha. It was really fun. We got to understand it more. Way more. And we got to meet so many cool people. It kind of broadened my horizon a little bit more on finding Christ. I mean, I had always obviously believed as well, but never out loud or. You're learning so much of it on your own level, starting from ground up. You will come out of it, you'll make friends, you'll understand Jesus and his mission here. You'll understand why you're here. And after every night of Alpha, he would always mention like, hey, when the time is right for you, you can be baptized at any time, we can do it today. And I looked at Kyle and I remember saying, I'm gonna do it. My goodness, it was such a rush just to get there to, to be reborn again. It's a different kind of feeling now that I never experienced. I never had that. I did not know what I was looking for. I didn't even know I was looking for anything. I didn't like talk to him like he was my friend, like a family member, my soul, like he was one with me. So now knowing him, Having that relationship with Jesus, it's a totally different feeling. And we knew from there too, okay, now we're married. We found our place, now we're married. Let's dig further into starting a family. We're very, very close uh, to 
to Jesus when we were trying to get pregnant. It was a, you know, it was a little bit of a rough time, but we were still strong with each other. We're strong with our faith. And then bringing our kids here, they're taking it in on their own way. It's nice when they come home and they talk about it. Learning with them, teaching them about these true stories, and it's so exciting because. I'm curious too now. It's, I want to dig even further into the stories myself. That's what like brings me joy at the end of it. It's like, okay, I know they're listening. I know they're getting it in there. And that's the best thing that we could have ever asked for for our kids. Yeah, let's give Kyle and Katie a hand. I appreciate them. They attend over at our Pewaukee campus, and uh, I appreciate them opening up their lives and sharing with us. You can just, you can just see their joy and uh, the growth and the difference that Jesus has made in their lives. But it started by taking a first step. They took a first step of coming to church on a weekend after Brandon, their neighbor, invited them. And so I got a couple of challenges for you today. And here's the first one. Make a commitment to be here every weekend in January and February when you're in town. Now, maybe you're thinking, you know, why just uh, January and February? Why not uh, longer? Well, because experts say it takes about two months to establish a habit and what we do consistently will transform us. Now, some of you are probably thinking, I've tried church before, but I wonder, have you tried a church like River Glen, I believe that you're gonna experience God's presence and God's transformation, maybe in a new way in your life. You know, that marriage that maybe feels uh, hopeless, he's gonna breathe new hope into it. That loneliness, he's gonna bring relationships that, that matter. That anxiety that, that seems controlling, Jesus is called the Prince of peace. He is going to help you live your best life. He's going to help you find purpose. Katie mentioned a group in our church called Alpha that really helped her with her faith questions. And we've actually got an Alpha group that's getting ready to start January 17th. Alpha is a safe place for you to come and explore what Jesus is all about. And, and maybe Alpha would be just a great next step for some of you to take. You can find out more at the Next Steps Hub in the lobby after the service. In this church, you'll also find help for kids, for your kids and students, parents. And the best gift you can give to your kids is Jesus. Grandparents, the best gift that you can give to your grandkids is Jesus. And uh, here's a picture of winter camp. We've got winter camp coming up for students next month. And then in three weeks, we've got a very special weekend coming up, January 13th and 14th. A professional comedian named Michael Jr. is gonna be here. Maybe you've heard of him. He's been on The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, TED Talks, he's hilarious. He's gonna be giving the message in all of our services, January 13th and 14th. We're gonna show his message at the five o'clock service on the 13th and then at seven o'clock Saturday night, he's, he's holding a ticketed date night comedy show. And if you'd like to purchase tickets, go to our website. And then Sunday morning, he's speaking live in both services and he's gonna share his personal story of coming to faith in Jesus and the difference that it, uh, that it makes. And we'd love for you to come back and join us January 13th and 14th for Michael Jr. All right, here's a second challenge. Invite someone to come and hear the message of good news 
with you. That's how God started changing the lives of Kyle and, and Katie and their family through their neighbor, Brandon, in inviting them to church. That's why God sends us on a mission to reach out and invite more people to hear the good news that brings great joy. It's one of the reasons, one of the reasons why we're bringing in Michael Jr. It makes it just a little bit easier for us, you know, to reach out and invite, invite people uh, to hear the, the good news. Nothing has a wow factor like Jesus. Nothing will bring joy and awe and wonder and peace and calm into your life like Jesus. Who is it that you could invite uh, come with you out of the Michael Jr. weekend. I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to light candles and sing one more song and, and just remember what God has done for us and uh, celebrate together how God has given us the greatest gift. Don't wait for God to give a better gift. God's already given his best gift, his son, Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for, for loving us and loving the world so much that you would send your one and only son as a baby that first Christmas. Thank you for, for his vulnerability to come and grow up and just understand what life is, is like for us so that he can help us through the challenges and the difficulties and, and sympathize uh, with us. God, thank you for extending this gift to everyone. And God, in these next few moments, we just, we think about, we wanna think about and reflect on what you have done for us. And I ask God for you to just fill us with joy and peace and awe. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.